0: Hi, and welcome back to the uh, Old Testament podcast. This will be for Exodus chapter 16. Verse 1 And they took their journey from Elam, and all the congregation of the children of Israel came unto the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the 15th day of the second month after their departing out of the land of Egypt. And the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said unto them, Would to God we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots and when we did eat bread to the full, for we, for ye have brought us forth into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with, with hunger. <clears throat> then said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread, or food, from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate or portion every day, that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law or no. What's the word manna mean? It means, what is it? A representation of the Christ and the bread of life. And it shall come to pass that on the sixth day they shall prepare that which they bring in, and it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. And Moses and Aaron said unto all the congregation of Israel at even, Then ye shall know that the Lord hath brought you out from the land of Egypt. And in the morning, then ye shall see the glory of the Lord for it. that he heareth your murmurings against the Lord, and what are we that ye murmur against us? And Moses said, This shall be when the Lord shall give you in the evening flesh to eat, and in the morning bread to the full, for that the Lord heareth your murmurings which ye murmur against him. And what are we? Your murmurings are not against us, but against the Lord." And Moses spake unto Aaron, Say unto all the congregation of the children of Israel, Come near before the Lord, for he hath heard your murmurings. And it came to pass, as Aaron spake unto the whole congregation of the children of Israel, that they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. And the Lord spake unto Moses saying I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel speak unto them saying at even ye shall eat flesh and in the morning ye shall be filled with bread and ye shall know that I am the Lord your God and it shall and it came to pass that at even the quails came up and covered the camp and in the morning the dew lay round about the host of Israel <clears throat> During October the dramatic miracle of the quails took place while about 640 destitute saints driven from Nauvoo by mob action were camping on the Iowa River bottoms now this is a, an event of church history uh, to show the similarity between the camp of Israel and the camp of Israel that uh, or the camp of the of the Latter-day Saints that uh, this this experience happened to them too on the 9th of October flocks of quail exhausted from a long flight fell at the feet of the saints and were gathered for food this morning we had a direct manifestation of the mercy and goodness of God in a miracle being performed in the camp a large or rather large flock of flocks of quail flew into the camp some fell on the wagons some under some on the breakfast tables the boys and brethren ran about after them and caught them alive with their hands Men who were not in the church marveled at the sight. The brethren and sisters praised God and glorified his name, that what what was showered down upon the children of Israel in the wilderness is manifested unto us in our persecution. The boys caught about 20 alive, and and as the number that were killed, every man, woman, and child had quails to eat for the dinner. After dinner, the flocks increased in size. Uh, Captain Allen ordered the brethren not to kill when they had eaten and were satisfied. All right, back to Exodus, verse 14. And when the dew that lay was gone up, behold, upon the face of the wilderness, there lay a small round, the Hebrew fine flake-like thing as small as the hoar frost on the ground. And when the children of Israel saw it, they said one to another, it is manna, or what is it? For they wist not what it was. And Moses said unto them, This is the bread which the Lord hath given you to eat. This is the thing which the Lord hath commanded. Gather of it every man according to his eating, or what he could eat. The people did not get an equal amount, but the amount that they could normally eat. And Homer, for every man, according to the number of your persons, take ye every man for them which are in the in his tents. And the children of Israel did so, and gathered some more, some less. And when they did Meet it with an omer, he, he that gathered much had nothing over, and he that gathered little had no lack; they gathered every man according to his eating or amount that they could eat and Moses said, "Let no man leave it, leave of it till the morning, notwithstanding they hearkened not unto Moses, but some of them left it left of it until the morning, and it had and it bred worms and stank, and Moses was wroth with them, and they gathered it every morning, every man according to his eating, and when he, when the sun waxed or became hot, it melted. And it came to pass that on the sixth day they gathered twice as much bread, two omers for one man, and all the rulers of the congregation came and told Moses. And he said unto them, This is that which the Lord hath said. Tomorrow is the rest of the holy Sabbath unto the Lord. Bake that which ye will bake today, and seethe, or cook what ye will cook, that ye will seethe, and that which remaineth over lay up for you to be kept until the morning." And they laid it up till the morning, as Moses bade, and it did not stink, neither was there any worm therein. And Moses said, Eat today, eat that today, for today is a Sabbath unto the Lord, to day ye shall not find it in the field. Six days ye shall gather it, but on the seventh day which is the Sabbath in it there shall be none. And it came to pass that there went out some of the people on on the seventh day for to gather, and they found none. And the Lord said unto Moses, How long refuse ye to keep my commandments and my laws? See for that the Lord hath given you the Sabbath. Therefore he giveth you on the sixth day the bread of two days. Abide ye every man in his place. Let no man go out out of his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day, and the house of Israel called the name thereof manna and it was like coriander seed white and the taste of it was like wafers made with honey and moses said this is the thing which the lord commandeth fill an omer of it to be kept for your te- for your generations or posterity that they may see the bread wherewith i have fed you in the wilderness when i brought you forth from the land of egypt and moses said unto aaron take a pot and put an omer full of manna therein, and lay it up before the Lord to be kept for your generation or posterity. As the Lord commanded Moses, so Aaron laid it up before the testimony to be kept. And the children of Israel did eat manna forty years until they came to a land inhabited. They did eat manna until they came into the borders of the land of Canaan. Now, in Homer, is the tenth part of an ephah. Of course, we know what that is, don't we? <laughs> I think there's a place in the Bible dictionary that explains all the um, measures of the Israelites. The Lord did this and far more, as in the evening. his He had caused an east wind to blow in the heavens, and by his power he brought in the south wind. He rained flesh upon also upon them as dust, and feathered fowls like as the sand of the sea. So in the morning, as the dew that had lain rose in white vapor, and was carried towards the blue sky. There lay on the face of the ground a small round thing, as small as the hoarfrost. It was like coriander seed, white, and the taste of it was like wafers made with honey. The children of Israel said, Manna, what is that? It was manna, and yet it was not manna, not the manna which the wilderness produced, and yet, in some respects, like it, it was the manna from heaven, the bread which God gave them to eat. Thus it recalls our present condition. We are in the wilderness, yet not of the wilderness. Our provision is like the wilderness food, yet not the wilderness manna. But above all, it is sent as directly from God. Such assuredly must have been the lessons which Israel was and which we to this day are called to learn. The very resemblance of some in some points of the natural to the heaven sent manna would suggest a truth, but the difference between them was ever even greater and more potent and more patent than their likeness. On this point, let there be no mistake, Israel could never have confounded the heaven-sent with the natural manna. The latter is seen in but a few districts of the, de- of the desert, and only at certain seasons at most during three months. It is produced by the prick of an insect from, a tamarisks, from the tamarisks. It is not the least like coriander seed, nor yet capable of being baked or seethed, and the largest pr- produce for a whole year throughout the peninsula amounts to about 700 pounds and would therefore not have sufficed to feed the host of Israel even one day, far less at all seasons and during all the years of their wanderings. And so, in measure, it is still with the provision of the, of the believer. Even the daily bread by which our bodies are sustained and for which we are taught to pray is, as it were, manna sent us directly from heaven." Yet our provision looks to superficial observers as in so many respects like the ordinary manna that they are apt to mistake it and that even we ourselves in our belief too often forget the daily dispensation of our bread from heaven. There is yet another point in which the miraculous provision of the manna continued to Israel during all the 40 years of their wilderness journey resemble what God's provision to us is intended to be. The manna was so dispensed that he that gathered much had nothing over, and he that gathered little had no lack. They gathered every man according to his eating. For this marks the true purpose of God's giving to us, whichever interpretation of the verse just quoted we adopt, whether we regard it as describing the final result of each man's work, that however much or little he had gathered it was found when measured, just sufficient for his want, or understand it to mean that all threw all into a common store what they had gathered, and that each took from it what he needed. By two other provisions did God sanctify his daily, his daily gift. First, the manna came not on the Sabbath. The labor of the previous day provided sufficient to supply the wants of God's day of holy rest. But on ordinary days, the labor of gathering the bread, which God sent, could not be dispensed with. What was kept from one day to the other only bred worms and stank, not so on the Lord's day. This also was to them a statute and an ordinance of faith, that is, a principle of God's giving and a rule of their receiving. Secondly, an omer full of manna was to be laid up before Jehovah in a a golden pot. Together with Aaron's rod that budded and the tables of the covenant, it was afterwards placed in the holiest of all. Within the ark of the covenant, overshadowing, overshadowed by the cherubim of glory. Thus, alike in the reign of bread from heaven, in the ordinance of its of its ingathering, and in the Sabbath law of its sanctified one or its sanctified use, did God prove Israel, even as He now proves us, whether we will walk in His law or no. And again, that was by Alfred Edersheim. That's the end of the chapter. See you next time. Bye.